All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Mediocre Happy Hour, episode 17. My name is Josh, and this podcast is 99% fat free. And I'm joined with oh my, my <laughs> I'm joined with my co-host, Nick. What's up, bro? I am the 0.1% fat. <laughs> just that, just that, that little bit extra, right? <laughs> just the, the delicious part of this podcast. <laughs> You're the chef's kiss of this podcast, man. <laughs> and we've lost our listeners. <laughs> I'm Salt Bay, and this is Chef's Kiss, and we're here to talk about the latest releases. <laughs> uh, oh, man. man. Ridiculous, man. Well, dude, uh, we, we have talked a little bit before we started recording, and man, oh, man, oh, man, what a busy week. Yeah, it was, it's been very busy. I've taken a lot of naps. Yeah, absolutely. a lot of naps. Pretty much like a nap every day. Like a nap every day because I need it. Yes, a nap every day, and then I'm in bed by nine thirty. <laughs> you have to take naps. I feel like, especially I don't know, especially as you get older. I know that's lame to say, but especially as you get older, you start to really appreciate, like, I can close my eyes for a few minutes and I wake up you know, a few hours later and I feel so much better. <laughs> feel so much better. And then likewise, uh, you know, we can talk about games later, but you can do what I did last night and stay up, you know, way longer than you should play in video games. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll be fine. And then you wake up and you go, that was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible decision. I really regret my decision. You know, like, turns out I cannot stay up as long as I feel like it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, I was trying to think of what I was going to ask you and my mind just went blank. Do you have anything you want to talk about to start up the podcast, kick it off? Uh, yeah, just not a whole lot going on this week. Um, lots of games came out. That's about it. Lots of games, lots of music. Yeah, I, we both had a busy work week, I think, as well, uh, which is pretty crazy. But um, we got a chance to, to play Destiny and all that good stuff. We'll talk about that as well. Um, yeah, just just crazy fun week, man. But really, really cool. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. So I guess we can start by talking about this week's music releases. Um which were, you know, not like not a ton, ton, but I will say like what did come, what did came out, <laughs> what did came out, well, not to talk, Josh, what did come out uh, was a lot of really good, you know, stuff people have been expecting for a long time. So the new, um, the new Avril record came out this past Friday uh, yes. called Love Sucks with an, with an X. X, with an X. We, uh, I listened to the whole thing. I know that you did too. Yes. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, so, yeah, and what do you think of the new, new Avril record? Let I've listened to it like thoughts. four or five times, I think, <clears throat> all the way through. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I like it. It is very pop punk heavy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, every track is like a pop punk track. Uh, you know, so a little bit different from her older stuff. Like, even, what was it? Uh, what was that record? Mm, her first one. Oh, her very first one? Complicated. Uh, it, right? No, it wasn't the title of it. What I can't remember. Hold on, I'm on Google. Right? Use the use the Google and figure it out. I know she has one called Let's Bro, Go. Bro, let, let Go 
let go. I thought yeah. it was let's go. My bad. Yeah, yeah, let, go. let go. Okay. Yeah. So I, like that I can one, picture the cover in my head. Yeah. That one had like some like punk rock songs on it, but it was still kind of like an alternative rock record. Uh, and this one is just like straight up. I want to write a punk rock album. And so I did. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I could for sure agree with you on that. It is absolutely filled to the brim with pop punk, you know, just goodness. Like every single song has that melodic, catchy, like hookiness that I like in a lot of stuff that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And it, it is just like, if you want, if you want an album full of angsty breakup songs, this is, this is for you. If you didn't this get that from the you. title, learn how to read. Yeah, I think I told you, man, I listened to it. And obviously from the title, it's about relationships and stuff. But for, in my opinion, I was seven songs into the record before I, I heard a song that wasn't straight up just about a relationship. And and that's just my opinion on how I took the song, I mean, which is funny to me. And I wanted to talk about that too, because I mentioned to you that I heard this song Avalanche and that was one of my favorites on the record. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of cool to hear the, that song Avalanche that wasn't about necessarily a relationship. And you were like, bro, but it is about a relationship. So it just I think wasn't, it wasn't the like, I'm going to yeah. write a, I'm going to write an angsty note in high school and spell sucks with an X relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to spell. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when I heard that song though, like I did not think of it as a relationship song. And I was thinking about that the other day. It's just, it's cool to me with just like with games and stuff, how, you know, you, you, two people can hear a song and it can mean something different completely to each of them. And they can like take the lyrics completely different, you know, even from what like the artist intended a lot of times too. Uh, yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm reading the lyrics to this song. Cause maybe I'm remembering the lyrics wrong, but hold on. To Avalanche. Yeah. Okay. Because like it, uh, while you're reading those, I'll explain what I like to me when I heard it, it sounded like her singing about how she's not OK, like in her own head and not OK, like just with with um, you know how she's feeling. Again, not necessarily about a relationship, just like depression, anxiety, whatever, you know, just she's not OK. And she's running from like that, that avalanche, you know, so I thought it was cool. And it's one of the slower songs on the record, but it had some like it has a really cool breakdown at the end towards the end of it which i really really liked i thought that was super dope yeah but the the emotions that she she is describing are from the breakup in the previous song called love sucks (laughs) it's a story it's a story about how relationships are awful and how boys lie yeah the boys is b-o-i-s though yeah not regular boys regular boys Boys? (laughs) skater boys lie um no that's that's how i took it was like she, yeah, she can't shake her emotions from the breakup. So mm. while it's not explicitly like "fuck you," "I hate you," we we can't be, yeah, uh, we can't be in a relationship anymore. It's like okay, now I feel bad about that. <laughs> so okay, I can I can see where you're coming from. See, that's just, again, like I just think that's cool because like I heard I heard that and I didn't like think of it as as a continuation of the previous songs. You're like, why is she skiing in an avalanche? It's so weird. I was I was like, why is Avril Lavigne in Colorado? Can I go visit? Can I go visit? Okay. <laughs> is she single? Is she single? Is she single? Please don't pull my teeth out, though. She <laughs> what that music video is so yeah. creepy. <laughs> she has um, she has a boyfriend, Nick. His name is Mod Son. No, they're not together. We googled this sure? already. Yes. Yeah, I thought she was together with Mod Son. No. 
Okay. Hold on. Re-Google. <laughs> what is this whole podcast is no longer about games and, and uh, music. It's just about Avril Lavigne's relationships. Uh, I love it. Did oh, I ever I, tell you? You know what? You know what? I think you're right. There's an article that said that they were they were kissing each other, and that was like a day ago. <laughs> but when did that happen? A day ago. Oh, I don't know. I, I think she's been with Mod Sun for a few months before she signed with um, Travis Barker's label, I believe. Hold on. Yeah, dude, I have a I have an Avril Lavigne story. Did I ever tell you my Avril Lavigne story? Uh, no. So I so Best Buy um, a long time ago. I think they still do it, but they had these events where if your performance in the company was was good and you're you know whatever you're you, know, you kind of earned this right to go to like these uh, these events. Um, I'm you get a tra- fight. Sorry for your right. All right to continue. Sell electronics. Continue. Um, okay. <laughs> Derailed. Derailed. No, da, 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 da. I need a soundboard where we can do sound effects. We do need sound effects. That'd be cool. Like that. No, um, that, was, that was horrible. That was. That was. I'm not a sound effect expert, dude. So, I need a soundboard where I can just cut you out of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the mediocre solo show. <laughs> <laughs> every every time you mention Jimmy Eat World, I just hit mute. You're listening to the podcast, and all the listener hears is, "Yes, I really like this band and their new single." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you're like, "Cool story." <laughs> oh. oh man, um, yeah, I forgot what Best Buy called. Oh, Achievers—that's the word I was thinking of. So Best you Buy achieved. They- you did. You achieved. So you get to go to Achievers. And I got to go to Florida with my supervisor at the time. Um, he took me with him and we got to, you know, watch like some cool concerts and hang out and all sorts of really rad stuff. And for whatever reason, they they got Avril Lavigne to play at this. And she was like, she was in the area. Uh, this was like way back in, you know, 2006, I want to say. Um but what was funny is my super my supervisor like we're, I was hanging out in our hotel room. He comes up and he's like, "Hey, I just got to meet Avril Lavigne." Like she signed this. I got my picture with her and everything. I was like, "Dude, no way!" So he shows me this photo of him with Avril Lavigne, like you know, and, and picture picture her just like on the front of like you know the, every music video you've ever seen, just like nothing but black, you know, super angsty, like makeup to the nines, just like you know, super punk rock Avril, right? That was like the, the picture. And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. And so I'm like, uh, I'm like later that day, I'm like walking back to our room kind of in the lobby and I'm, and I walk right past her, dude. I walk right past her and my mind, it was one of those things where like, I knew it was Avril Lavigne and I didn't stop and say anything. I just kept walking and I turned around and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Avril Lavigne. And then by that point in time, she was gone. So it wasn't anything like super major, but I was like, I just literally walked right past Avril and just like almost didn't notice. <laughs> well, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you because I've met you in person that she appreciates you not interrupting her day. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I'm sorry. That was mean. No, I feel like celebrities are like that though. I mean, think about how many times they probably get stopped on a daily like, basis. Like she knew she probably saw it. Like, cause you probably subconsciously like had this look on your face while your brain was trying to figure it out. Yeah, but it's but it's complicated. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and she and and she was probably like, "Oh shit, someone else recognized me." But then you didn't stop her, and she was like, "All right, 
I like that kid. She's like, I'm going to write a song about him one day, and it's going to be called Boys Lie. (laughs) (laughs) But regular skate, but regular boys with eyes. Boys. Not skater boys. Skater boys. And it's kind of funny because, like, in that song, Boys Lie, there's some cool, like, um, interwoven stuff because like she there's a lyric in that song where she references like a razor blade and then machine gun kelly is on that on that track with her and he has doesn't he have a song called the razor blade or he sings about razor blades in one of his songs oh yeah he was like but uh, machine gun kelly yeah he sings about razor blades and like all his songs yeah so it was definitely like a like a, i don't know if it's an mgk reference or influence but i was like oh that's kind of cool like on the track that he's on they sing about that pretty uh pretty rad yeah so yeah definitely if you're a fan of pop punk if you're a fan of classic uh what i'm gonna call classic avril Lavigne, you know skater boy um the song girlfriend like that just kind of super upbeat in your face like fist pumping you know you can sing along like even on even i'm, on in, boys I'm in high school and exploring my sexuality <laughs> like i mean it's just like a high school album man it's it's aimed at uh oh, straight up like high school kids and us old people who remember her from when we were in high school like mm-hmm. it's not aimed at anybody else and i was gonna say this it's full of like those breakdowns in the songs where you can sing along like in boys lie where she she says lie like a bunch of times over and over again you yeah. know and all the la la's it's just like ah, oh, this is so catchy yep, yep. totally made for like middle age or middle-aged middle school <laughs> middle school high school kids and some weird old guys who don't know how to let go of their youth yeah which is why we're here <laughs> which is what brings us to now <laughs> which is why we do this podcast because we're still trying to be young uh when we were young the festival oh, let's not let's know let's 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 not talk about that um, wait wait yeah when we were young isn't that the, uh is it so that's fun right that does when mean? we were young oh um when we were young is the killers the killers but, what's yeah. what's the fun song i'm thinking of oh, we are man. young yeah t- tonight the tonight song oh, tonight, tonight. We, we isn't, isn't that isn't that song about domestic violence <laughs> uh i don't know I, i'm not 100 percent sure but i will I'm, say i'm pretty yeah. sure it's about domestic violence like this girl gets beat up and has like bruises all over her face from her boyfriend and he he approaches her at a bar oh man yeah i just ruined that song for everybody sorry well dude i don't know not that you ruined it but it it happens sometimes because like the first couple times i heard um you know red jumpsuit apparatus like face down i wasn't like paying super close attention to the. oh that's definitely about domestic violence oh yeah but like exactly so it's like the first couple times i heard it i'm like this song is really catchy and i like you know i I like it and then i went back and listened to it and you start to like you start to really listen to the lyrics which is what i was doing with avril's record this past friday and you listen to it and you're like, holy cow, the song is totally about like, you know, like you said, domestic violence. You're like, this is dark. Or, or Foster the People, Pumped Up Kicks. Everybody loves that song. It is about oh, a yeah. shooting. Yeah. Catchy as hell. But uh, about some kid who shoots up the high school because he doesn't have fucking cool ass shoes. Very, very dark lyrics. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, I love Foster the People. I saw them play. Um, before like this is gonna sound so hipster of me but it's okay because i am a hipster at heart but i saw foster the people play 
at like a small um, record shop in Denver, like before they blew up massive, like they were already pretty big in LA with pumped up kicks, you know, but before like the world knew about them, I saw like a small acoustic show with maybe like 30 people. It was amazing. Do you want some chai tea with that? With my, so is it organically sourced? <laughs> with a splash of soy milk? <laughs> is it organically sourced? Can I... Can I can I sip it while reading from a book of poetry? While you pet your pet cow? Then yes, yes, I will. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, I do my <laughs> so funny. Um, and the other the other music release that I was excited about, very much looking forward to, and I, I got my vinyl of it the day it came out, which was super cool because that never happens, is the new uh dashboard confessional record. Oh called- yeah all the truth that I can tell is the name of that album. And um, yeah, I got my, I got the burning heart variant, which is one of the songs on the record. And it's like a a black record, but with like a red kind of um, blob in the middle, like a red spot in the middle. So it looks, looks really cool. Um, I listened to that record, man. And I just, I love, 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 love that record. And I've just been, I've been listening to a lot of dashboard confessional lately. And I just were like, um, for me, speaking of lyric like lyrics and how songs are written I, I really like how chris caraba writes his songs um they're you know they kind of like are they're almost like a big run-on sentence some of his songs but yeah. but it works but it works like you know there's rhymes like the imagery is really cool um the, so you're saying the, he's like the cool. musical dr seuss for adults about also about breakup songs yes <laughs> yes because every record every dashboard record is all about breakup songs that dude has yeah. the most tragic life he has to <laughs> <laughs> the first single on that record was called here's to moving on and i'm just like here we go <laughs> yeah uh no it's but a, i, lo- it's I a, love that song though it's a good record um mm-hmm. i listened to part of it just really not in a dashboard kind of mood i feel like Mm-hmm. you have to be in a dashboard confessional kind of mood. Like you don't seek out dashboard just to listen to dashboard. Right. That's a fair statement. You, I would agree. But like you're in that mood, right? Maybe it's super late. Maybe you're a whole bottle of bu- bullet bourbon into your night. And you're just like, you know what? I feel kind of sad. Come here. <laughs> in this, in this hypothetical world, you're, you're a bottle, a bottle of bourbon into your night, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is all hypothetical. Um, it's all hypothetical. I mean, hypothetically, you down a bottle of bourbon, you're sad, you're crying, and you're just like, I'm gonna throw right? some dashboard. You, like, you it's made fine. you made some some regrettable purchases on Amazon that you can't take back because you click buy now with one click, and uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, now I have to explain this to my wife. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> come here, come here, dashboard. Come here, dashboard. Come here, Chris Caraba. Hold me. <laughs> Hold me. Save me. Uh. Yeah, you were um, you're absolutely right. Um, you you need to be in a dashboard mood to listen to dashboard. But one thing I found out about what like this is just something I found about about myself is like when I was listening to the new dashboard, there were songs where you can hear because you know a lot of it's very acoustic and you can really hear the acoustic guitar and him playing and singing. Like there's obviously a lot of emphasis on that. But I love hearing like his fingers slide up and down the guitar. Oh, no dude yeah no I, I like i like hearing him change like you know changes his uh like his placement on the guitar like you'd hear it so it's not like super overproduced on a lot of the songs which i i think is really right cool. where they like cut it out yeah exactly i like the imperfections is what i'm trying to say i like the imperfections in the song man that, that sounds like a dashboard thinking. title i like the imperfections 
I like your imperfections. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, approval, not rejections. That'll be the next line. Right oh there. my gosh. Mm -hmm. Let me hold you because I'm sad. <laughs> I like, dude, I, I love it. I like your imperfections, man. I'm going to write a song called that just for you, Nick. Oh my gosh. Yes. But uh, yeah, so it's a good album. Uh, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Actually, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm the one who told you they had a, a vinyl variant out. Uh, you did. You've actually pointed, you probably pointed out their coolest variant in, in my opinion. Um, it's not the one I bought just because it was the most expensive and uh, there are a lot of cool variants. So I just bought the one on their website, which well, is like a normal priced one. I mean, anyway. let's, let's be fair. Uh, it was the most expensive probably because it was the most limited. It's still available, but yeah, here's oh, yeah. what you're saying. I mean, to like dashboards really not in the forefront of anything right now. I was even surprised they were putting out a new album. They haven't put out a new album in freaking years. Yeah, and just like every other, just like every other vinyl release, I feel like period lately. Um, I think there's like six or seven variants that I saw advertised, and that's not even including the independent record stores, which all get their own color. Um, right. so it's just like cool. Like, I'm not gonna buy all seven of these. Like, let me just pick one I like, and I'm like black and red, sweet. I'll take it. Yep. Um, yeah, but really, really good. I I probably listened, I listened to the Avril record a couple times. I've listened to the dashboard one probably like 23 times, dude. It's I've listened to it was that a lot. through multiple bottles of bourbon. <laughs> no, dude, I just I really enjoy it. I maybe I've just been really sad lately. Like this is just we're, we're getting into the honesty of the podcast here, man. Hold me, Nick. Hold me. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> Hold me, Nick. <laughs> I'm so sad. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, and then um I think that was that was pretty much it for like the major major music releases. Uh, there were some concerts that went live, uh, so I did buy tickets for a concert that I'm really excited about, which will be at Red Rocks here in uh, in Colorado. So I'm excited for that. Um, that's actually going to be Mod Sun, Black Bear, State Champs, and Neck Deep. So I was like, you know what, I like all of those artists and I've never been to Red Rocks. So I really want to go. So I, I just, you know, bought tickets for that. Cause I, I just want to experience Red Rocks like one time, you know what I mean? It's, I hate that I've lived here my entire life and never been to Red Rocks. Right. <clears throat> Red Rocks Which, is, um, is so neat. Cause the whole amphitheater is natural. Um, yeah. So I was just going to say for our listeners that don't know, Red Rocks is an outdoor uh, amphitheater where it's natural acoustics and just rocks and just all sorts of really cool stuff. Yeah, it's neat. It's very cool if you've never been there. You've been there, you said, right? Obviously. Yep. <laughs> I've yeah. been there uh, once because Red Rocks, regardless, is expensive. Yeah, it was. I mean, the tickets themselves weren't terrible. I would say they were retail price for tickets. But of course, there's the, you know, $40 in fees that they don't tell you what they're for. Oh, yeah. Well, it's to maintain the rocks, man. The maintain the rocks. Yeah. So they you don't gotta, take it for granted. Make sure they don't. Yeah, granite. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, yeah i was hoping you'd catch that i was like please get the joke please get the joke and you did you did uh, i'm so proud of you <laughs> oh man we're ridiculous uh, um yeah man so yeah some concerts and uh that's pretty much it and then i did um oh yeah some i guess there was a couple pre-orders that i can talk about real quick that that went live this week as well so if you were a silverstein fan 
Uh, they've got a few singles out of their new record, which comes out in June. Their pre-order just went live on their website and pretty much all over. There's some cool variants of that. Uh, I think that album is going to be called Made in Misery. Um, not Missouri. Not Made in Missouri. Made in Misery. <laughs> Misery. Missouri. Yeah. Got it. Made in, made in Misery. <laughs> Missouri. Got it. Yeah. And then, um, and then the new uh, state champs got announced as well. Their record comes out in May. And that one's called uh, Kings of the New Age. And you can pre-order that on purenoise.net. There's some really cool variants of that one. And just, dude, I love all the state champ singles that they've released. So really excited for that in May. Dope. Do you know why, Nick? Why? Because it's gonna be May. All right, well. <clears throat> this is where I need that mute button. <laughs> Uh, and so that'll pretty much wrap up this week's episode there are no games of interest to talk about so we no, can just no, nothing came out uh it's like the most boring week boring month in video game history yeah, pretty much awful. i'm pretty sure video games are dying we got we had a release of like space shooter co-op you know pew pew like and when we had uh like wander around and slash stuff with swords that was that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much it. Exactly. So, dude, our game, our baby, our game, the, the expansion came out this week. And I thought it was awesome from what we played so far. Your uh, thoughts? Yeah, I really like it. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Cooking Mama. Yes, Cooking Mama. Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Exclusively on the Ouya. Uh, <laughs> Destiny, Destiny, the Witch Queen, uh, came out, and it is uh, let's see, first major expansion in over two years for that game. Uh, yes, and people are kind of billing it as like Destiny three, essentially, because uh, for the first time ever, well, not ever. I, I'm you can call me a liar. I'm sure they've done it before, but for the first time for a major expansion, uh. I believe they brought everybody and everybody's gear up to the same level so that everybody could start. So it didn't matter if you were just starting destiny. It didn't matter if you had played destiny forever um, and we're at the level cap for the previous expansion. Uh, as soon as this one hit, everybody was at the same level and then you could start the expansion. Uh, I, I do believe for the first time ever though, they added the ability to play the campaign uh, on legendary i believe yeah i believe you're right on both of those accounts i don't remember the light level being the same in any previous expansion which is part of the reason why i think no. you and i what's up yeah i said i i don't think it, it was i think you could buy something you could mm -hmm. buy a booster that would boost you to the minimum light level but if yes. you didn't you just had to play the game from your current light level Right. And like I, we talked about in previous episodes, or I talked about in previous episodes, um, that's part of the reason I think why you and I kind of fell off somewhat quickly after we finished the main content of the other games was because it just was so hard. Like you'd grind and grind and grind for hours to get one piece of gear that would barely raise your light level. And right. that, that was all for like a maybe of getting into a raid or something like that, you know, once you hit the max level and it was just like, I'm all for grinding in games. It's just a part of video games. Um, but, but that just felt like, dear Lord, like I'm just, I'm kind of done right now. 
and and it's still that way, but there's so many more ways now uh, uh-huh. for you to increase your light level. So if you never played Destiny, you have the starting level, and then you have what they call a soft cap. Um, and for this one, that's 1500 is the soft cap. And then, yes. so after that, once you hit the soft cap, no blues or purples that drop in the world that you can pick up uh, are going to increase your level. You're looking at only powerful drops, right? So there's things called prime engrams. That's a powerful drop. So those will be over 1500, right? And then I want to say 1550 is the end of that soft cap where your powerful drops will do something. And from 1550 to 1560, it's pinnacle drops only that will increase your light level. And those normally come from like your raid uh, or your dungeon content or something like, like Grandmaster Nightfall or whatever. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. So you still have that that little, that drip, but there's other ways to do it. Uh, uh, your seasonal artifact will give you a power bonus and that power bonus will actually reflect like what your, uh, your powerful drops drop at. So it can help get you up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, your in-game drops will drop at your current power level. So like if your artifact is giving you like a plus five power boost and you're at 1500, so not put you at 1505, it is possible to get a purple drop at 1505 in the world, right? But they don't drop above your current power level. Right. So, so it's there. You do still, it's still grind. You still have to play a ton, but there's so many activities. Like we haven't even completed the campaign uh, yet. Um, but once you do that, you know, it, it opens up and you can play like the multiplayer. There's like the seasonal activity that will give you some powerful drops. Then they always run like Iron Banner. They redid Gambit. So we should jump in and check out Gambit and see what they redid there. Nice. Um, and that'll give you powerful and pinnacle drops. Like there's there's lots of ways to do it. Uh, and the catch is if you beat the campaign on Legendary, you get a set of 1520 gear. So it brings you to the 1520 light level. Mm-hmm. Um which means you only need plus 10 to be raid ready because uh, the raid is 1530 is the cap. Yep. Is, is On day one, you're capped at 1530. So it's it's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's very attainable. Like I, I really like how they did this expansion. Um, and I agree with you. Like I know you said, you mentioned you felt like it was kind of like Destiny 3 or that's what people are, or people have said. Like mm-hmm. I kind of I felt the opposite but not in a bad way i felt like it was more like destiny one especially on the harder um like the harder difficulties i told you i played a couple missions on legendary just to just to see how hard it was and and i was i felt like i was playing destiny one where i'm like you know popping out taking a couple shots ducking back behind something um and and getting hit you know and instantly you hear the the warning signs because your health is low and i'm just like man this is like super difficult and it just immediately reminded me of like the first time i played destiny and had no idea what i was doing (laughs) it felt like that again right yeah and then we (laughs) tried to play legendary we did uh, and so it scales uh-huh. the more people you have in a party the harder it gets and for and some reason real hard like you were getting one-shotted for some uh-huh. reason and i was not um and so i i told you i i because i happen to be a higher power level than you uh-huh. um I, I think it scales to the highest person's power level and i think they did that so you didn't get somebody that was like 1560 come in there and just help you steamroll the legendary campaign 
Right. They're going to make you actually earn it. So we will play through legendary together, but I, I think it was smart to drop it back down to the regular difficulty. Cause that was still challenging at times. And, and we're at the very, very last fight. So probably when we finish this podcast recording, we can yeah, you know, we, hop, hop in and finish the game. Yeah. It, and, and that's the other thing is uh, the boss fights in this one, you know, previous expansions, previous destiny bosses, you stand in a room, you know, you, waste a bazillion bullets trying to shoot this boss in the face uh and then eventually it dies and that's it Mm -hmm. right like you just dodge attacks and now they threw in like mechanics so there's puzzles right Mm -hmm. Um, and every boss fight throughout the campaign had some sort of puzzle and not even a puzzle mechanic but just something extra you had to do before you could damage the boss right uh which i like uh i mean we spent what an hour yesterday trying to figure out how to to drop the shield around those crystals on that wizard yeah that was a fun that was a fun one yeah you're in like a big arena and we had to basically just figure the puzzle out um you you go in these like mirrors to alternate dimensions and you gotta like basically it's a gigantic puzzle matching or like symbol matching game yeah so like once we figured that out we're like oh cool we just match this and this and drop the crystals and stuff but even after you do that the fight is still challenging and then you move on to the next phase which is what we're at now which is a different puzzle yeah uh and it wasn't even this one's not even necessarily a puzzle uh it's just you you damage the three wizards or whatever right Mm -hmm. and then you get like a one minute damage window where you can actually deal decent damage to the boss and then she's going to respawn three wizards again and you're going to rinse and repeat yeah so not too horrible not like the worst thing ever uh just it, it just takes a while i mean i think that we were on that final encounter for almost an hour and 15 minutes and then you had to go. Yeah. We got really close once we finally figured out uh, what to do, you know, Um, but really, really fun though. Like destiny. I mean, there's a reason why it's like our game, why we play it together, you know, frequently, like it is a phenomenal co-op game. You can co-op the entire game. It just, it works. It's super fun. You know, it's just a game that is 1000% better played with friends. You know, what's not fun though, is when your friend keeps taking off without you. Yeah, that's has that happened to you <laughs> so many times. <laughs> or when Destiny decides, like, oh hey, let me give all the drops to one player. Oh man, yeah. So for for people that have never played Destiny, if you're interested in getting into it, like any other um, massive multiplayer game or like loot based game, every item you get in the game is completely random. And for whatever reason, every time that we start a new expansion, like the first time Nick and I play together, the game will just decide to give me something really good. Everything. Even though, It'll just even, give you everything. You're like, yeah, I've gotten like 12 drops already. And I'm like, I've gotten zero. Even though Nick's been playing like way longer and he's way more invested and I get like some sick weapon and Nick's like, I went down a level. <laughs> Oh, the, the, the game just says you suck and it took a level away i was like what but yeah it uh it's fun uh there's lots of stuff there's still lots of like secret missions out there that people are posting on youtube the raid goes live um on saturday they started doing saturdays i think two raids ago because people were complaining when they put it live on a tuesday they're like yo i gotta work like you can't expect me to take off work on a tuesday for this raid right uh because they do like a special thing for worlds first they get like you know the wrestling championship style belt stuff yeah. like that they get to fly out to to bungee studios and all that stuff so and when you when you call in sick to work but then your boss sees you live streaming the raid because <laughs> he you called get... in sick to work and he's live streaming the raid <laughs> and you and you get fired you 
so they started uh, them on Saturday. So it, it starts on Saturday. And I, I don't even think it starts. I think it starts at like 10 a.m. Pacific. So it's not even like super early. Yeah. Um, dude, I really hope we, we t- we've talked about it so much, but I really, really, really hope we get a chance to do this raid that we can go back and do the Volta glass. Like I, I hope we get the opportunity to experience right. these raids because I do, I still like, I love destiny. I really do. You but know, I'm what also really bummed. hurts is when your friend does a raid without you. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. And then, and this then is your friend's session excuse is like, podcast. I don't know what happened. I tripped and I fell into the raid. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. I, I tripped. <laughs> He just like you show up and there's already six there's already six guardians standing there and you're just like it's, it's not what it looks like. I'm here for the uh, gangbang. Uh, I, I tripped and I tripped and my credentials fell into to Destiny LFG yeah. and I LFG the and then I hit yes and they're like are you sure and I was like yes and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's consensual. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's the next Destiny expansion. Destiny Two, it's consensual. <laughs> oh man. Oh um, my gosh. But yeah, so it looks like it's going to be a good expansion. I hope we get to do the raid. I want to try to do it within the first week because there's mm-hmm. a leather jacket that's like raid themed, uh, and if you do it in the first week, you get the code to make it uh, to be able to purchase it, and it's expensive. But I just want it, and I'm definitely going to wear it out. Well, we should in try public. to do, we should try to <laughs> in public because I'm married now and it doesn't matter what other people think. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the best, dude? You're just like when you get to that point in your life where you can hold a you can hold a purse and you know be like holding your kid in the other arm or whatever and just like no judgment, you don't care at all. You're just like I'm a dad. This yeah. is what I do. Or or you're out there and you're like walking through the feminine hygiene products and you're like, oh, yep, she needed the pad the pads or whatever, and you're just like whatever. And then out loud just for fun. You're like, the Maxi Ultras? <laughs> yeah. You like called her. Hey, which ones did you need? Was it the Supers? The, the Super Max? What? Oh, are you bleeding that much? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll okay. Right there. Oh, man. He's talking to the cashier. Man, yeah, it's a bad month for her. She's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> the first time I the first time I went to grab one of those for, uh, I don't think we were quite married. I'm trying to remember. I don't think we were married yet or maybe we were just like super fresh newlyweds but she was like can you go get me go get me some some tampons and i was like i went to the gas station and i was like i have no idea what to get why would you go to the gas station <laughs> because it was really late at night and oh. uh, yeah there were no stores is there there no isn't walmart open 24 open. hours there's not a walmart so this is when i lived in windsor oh, and there's, yeah, not, there's not a walmart there's like there's not one close by but there's a gas station and yeah it was that awkward moment of like this this looks good. Super super ultra maxi. Okay, and I, I for sure had to call and be like, which one? <laughs> hey, what do you need? I'm I'm the clerk's trying to help me. Let You're me talking. Put you on speaker. Thanks for your speakerphone. Okay, one more time. One more time from the top. Uh, I'm bleeding quite heavily, and I need the best ones you have. The best ones ever. But yeah. yeah. So that's uh that's destiny. The Witch Queen. The Witch Queen. Super fun. Very classic Destiny. Um, if you haven't gotten into it, now is the time. Yes. If you're already into it, now is the time to play the new one because right. it's, it's if, amazing. If you've never played it, this is a great place to start. If you played it but fell off, this is a great place to come back. 
And if you're still playing it, I hope you like the expansion. Um, yeah. Yeah, I play Warlock. Nick plays a Hunter. We need a Titan to join our crew. So come on. Come on. Come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> the water's fine. Ice cold. Josh will Ice always cold. leave you, and he will raid without you, and he won't invite you, and then he'll play offline so that you can't see that he's online. And then you come back in, he's like, yeah, man, I've pretty much done all the content. Look at this sweet exotic. <laughs> That's why my destiny username is Frosted Flaky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hit him up like, yo, you want to play some destiny? He's like, no, I can't, bro. Not right now. And then like the next day he's like, yeah, man, I went and ran that exotic quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I accidentally platinumed the game. I don't know what happens. Um, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, so that came out. And that's another reason I haven't touched Horizon yet uh, since last week. Like I haven't played it since like last weekend. Uh, mostly because that's that PlayStation's downstairs and I got to wait for the family to go to sleep because uh, my son is like super in your face when you're trying to play a game. So it's like, I'm not going to play this around you because I need you to go away. The PlayStation's <laughs> downstairs and then you have to like actually get up and walk downstairs. Well, not only <laughs> that, but like, then I got to play downstairs. And to be honest with you, like I have a nice, you know, 37 inch computer monitor and it's it's beautiful and I can sit right in front of it. Uh, downstairs I have a nice you know 60 inch tv that I have to sit quite a ways back from I don't know it's just more comfortable your computer monitor is like uh like James Blunt yes it's beautiful (laughs) it's beautiful Uh, uh, yeah and then um so we've been talking before the podcast started the other major game that came out this this uh I just saw your meme I was like, I'm gonna send this to him right now. Dude, did you see that? Did you see that other one I sent you? I did. People always think because I'm in the military, I know if we're going to war, brah. I don't even know what time I'm getting off work. <laughs> and I sent I sent Nick I sent Nick a meme of, of Ben Affleck leaning over to talk to J Lo during the um during the Super Bowl, and then in the next panel, her face is just like completely blank, like she's super unhappy. And the the caption is, "I'm playing Xbox when we get home." <laughs> yeah, actually, didn't didn't he get back together with uh, Jennifer Garner? Did he? I have no. Clue. I, I, I feel like there was an article I read that said they reconciled, and they're like slowly okay. like working through things. Yeah, I don't keep up with celebrity like relationships a whole lot, except Avril Lavigne. We're heavily invested in her love life, but other than that. Yeah, no, I, I just like reading trash internet, so. Trash internet. Ooh, juicy. You know, like you open up the homepage on your browser and it's all the clickbait bait articles. And I'm yeah. like, yes, please keep feeding me all this trash. I'm a panda. Exactly. You're like, you're like the top 10 resorts. Like I need to check yeah. this out. The top 10 resorts, exclusive photos from this like celebrity only club. And you click on it, it has nothing to do with that. You're like, but I'm already in. Next slide. What? why skin type bikinis are in this year yes i need to read this i want to know why skin type bikinis are in i've been wearing skin type bikinis for years <laughs> for years and they're finally popular they're finally popular i'm gonna be popular uh man it's but, so uh, true the advertisements yeah. are hilarious i love it yeah so so all right so back on track no, so the, you're so good that, that was destiny yes. destiny yes all right phenomenal and then uh, the other big game, and some people are calling it the game of the year already, and we're in February. Lord uh, of the Rings. Yes. 
Lord of the Elden Rings. Yes. So the game <laughs> Elden Ring from From Software. That wasn't a double from. The, the company is called From Software. From From Software. From From Software. This is the game that the monster design and the lore was written by uh, or influenced by George R. R. Martin, the author of Game of Thrones. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Because that's how they announced it. They were like, from George R. R. Martin and from Software, Elden Ring. And then they showed a title and people were like, oh my God. It was like five years ago. Yeah. Ah, freak out. So yeah. The game, feel it. the game reviewed ridiculously well, uh, pretty much straight tens across the board for most outlets. And then uh, it's it's kind of like Dark Souls, but open world and kind of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, here's my experience with it. I'll tell you how much of this game I've played. Um, so I turned it on. I watched the opening cutscene. I created a character. I walked around a little bit, proceeded to get one-shotted by a boss. By one-shotted, I mean he hit me one time and I died. <laughs> that was followed by another cutscene. And then I was like, I had him out. <laughs> and you did play some more after that, you said I, that, right? I, I did, I did. So there's like an intro dungeon that kind of teaches you like basic controls. Nice. Um, and then it, it lures you into a false sense of confidence because every enemy in there is like a one hit enemy yep. to include the boss at the end of it. Like you can hit them in one hit. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you hit them and they die. Uh, and then you get out to the, the main area. It's like and it, you walk out and it just looks huge. You know, you get to the little save point and then you can walk around some more and get to a couple more save points. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I stopped, mostly because these games stress me out. Uh, because in this game, when you kill somebody you pick up what is called runes and those are what you use to upgrade your character however if you die you lose all the runes that you currently have in your possession yep and then to get them back you have to go back to where you died and pick them up which means you have to fight through everybody you fought to get there to go pick Uh them up not only that but you have to get back to where you died and get them with out dying along the way mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you do die along if the you way, die again the mm-hmm. that is your new death spot and all those rooms that you had on the ground are gone forever yes it is the epitome of uh absolute frustration at times i, I told you before we started recording i lost a boatload of ruins because i i beat a relatively big boss in the game got like ten thousand runes from you know killing him and then I was like, like you said, I'm like, I'm going to go explore a little bit more because I haven't quite got to a save point yet. And I got a little too, got a little too brave and, uh, and I died. And then on the way back, I got, I got killed by like some regular enemies that rushed me and I lost like all my runes and I was, I was not happy. Right. And so the premise of the game, like there's a story that goes with it. And I'm pretty sure like if you read through all the lore, it's probably pretty cool. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. From the video or from the intro opening, uh, there's this land. It has Elden Lords in it. There's an Elden Ring. Uh, that makes you an Elden Lord. And the queen of this land died. The Elden Lords fought over the ring and they shattered it. Um, so now everybody's trying to get, you know, to the thing or the place or wherever to reforge it. And if you can get there and reforge the Elden Ring, you become an Elden Lord. And your, right. char- your character is a tarnished. Um, so they're not dead, but they're not alive either. Right. They're uh, They're chosen. Yeah, they're chosen by the by grace. Um, yep. 
to like every time there's a spot for a new Elden Lord, you know, tarnishers tarnished are chosen by grace to pursue and try to become an Elden Lord, whatever. Right. Uh, so like, cool. The story's awesome, but that's not why people play these games. Right. right? They, they play these games because it's essentially a boss rush. Every enemy you fight is potentially a boss. Uh, the new thing for this one is it's completely open world. Whereas in other games from, uh, from, from software, it's been pretty linear. You know, there's been like big bosses at the end of an area area, mm-hmm. and then you fight them and you get access to the next area. Um, while that's still the case here, you can still fight. Like there's going to be a defining boss at the end of an area that will open up a new area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an open world and everywhere you turn whether it's a cave or whatever at the end of that there's a boss Yo, so there's there just are, bosses everywhere yeah 100 percent. like if you know i'm learning very quickly in this game like spend your spend your runes at the at the little grace save points like spend them on something because you're going to you're going to go into a new area you're going to round a corner like nick said and you're going to encounter a boss whether they're big or small, you know, like the chances of you dying is very, very high. Um, It's, it's very hard. And it's also like, I've noticed it's kind of expensive. Uh, I I mean, I'm still pretty early on in the game, but it's kind of expensive to level up. Like I've got, I think 7,000 or so runes at the moment. And that's only enough for me to level up just a couple times, like two, maybe three times, which is not a lot. Yeah. I was uh, listening to a podcast and, um, Tamor Hussein, he he works for GameSpot, but he is super into like the Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had him review this one for for them, and he was on another podcast talking about it. And he said, I think it, I could be wrong, but he's at a point now where to level up one time it cost him thirty thousand. Wow. Uh, but and this one's unique uh, because whereas old games would funnel you along the path, you literally just had to get good, right? Like if you couldn't make it to the boss like you just had to keep either playing and and banking your souls and in this case runes uh and leveling up or you just had to get good at the combat and the combat's like super technical Mm -hmm. um and you had no other option here if you can't make it you you can't make any forward progress go to the left go to the right and there's bound to be something smaller there that you can do and complete Mm -hmm. uh to either get gear or level up a stat or something like that so so you can always kind of chip away at the progress doesn't mean it's less hard no yeah no you're 100 percent right like i i started working my way towards basically where i think the game wanted me to go got to a castle area where i lost all those ruins and was like okay i'm i just don't really feel like i'm supposed to be here right now because things are like really hard so i went back to the first area of the game where you started and i i got on my horse and started riding and like what i thought was the direction i had already been and lo and behold, like the, the, there's like a half of that entire f- first area that I didn't even go to just because I didn't walk in that direction. And I'm like, oh, yeah. here's an entirely new area I can explore from literally the first part of the game. Right. And then there's <clears throat> there's open world bosses, too. They just occur naturally in the open world uh, and mm-hmm. you can run from those. So like you can run up on them and then realize when the boss bar comes up, be like, nope, I'm out and like get on your horse and book it. Yep, or you can try to run <clears throat> and some of them chase you down because do like some of the enemies when they start chasing you, especially the bosses, they do not give up like lightly. Like I, I had one follow me like all the way to one of those hey, hey, like, Josh. gray city points. What? Josh, that's what the power button is for. <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> Just shut it off. <clears throat> nope. I'd like to see you chase me now. Whoop. 
<laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like uh I haven't played a lot. You've played a lot more than me. You've played what probably about 10 hours at this point. Yeah, I got super deep into it. And it's it's just got that it's fun, it's challenging, it's got that really good mix of that, but it's also got that like, let me just get to the next, uh, you know, they're bonfires in uh in Dark Souls, but in this game they're like the lost grace spots, but you know, basically those like save points you're talking about. But you're yeah. just like, let me let me just get to that next point like oh i just wonder what's over here or like oh there's a cave so it's one of those games where like i'm gonna play for an hour and like three hours later you're like i i should stop now yeah like i i really <clears throat> need to stop or this is gonna end poorly um and i was and i was telling <clears throat> excuse me i was telling you too it's also um it also can kind of be somewhat as hard as you want like i started the game with basically a melee character that had no ranged abilities at all and for me in particular that made the start of the game <clears throat> really really hard until i got like a few projectiles whereas you started the game with a character that had a lot of range stuff so you know your experience could be very different depending on like which of the starting classes <clears throat> excuse me man this in my throat uh which of the starting classes you pick yeah uh yep and then it's got like a really complicated like two-handed weapon system versus one-handed. You can two-hand one-handed weapons and make them stronger uh, type of deal. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the monster design is is crazy. There's some crazy monsters that you will see. Uh, you know, this game comes equipped with it all. Giant dragons. Yeah, uh, it's got dragons. It's got monsters. It's got puzzles. I was telling Nick about an enemy I defeated, and I won't uh, spoil the mechanics since the game is still like, pretty new uh but it was a it was essentially like just a puzzle enemy and i got an item for defeating him and i was like okay like this is super cool and random uh knew nothing about it so and the crazy part is is like i can play for 15 hours and never see that enemy because i just didn't go in that direction exactly yeah the game does not force you to, to go in one way or another i did notice if you look at the map it does show you kind of like Air, arrows of which direction you should yeah, be traveling that's, like arrows on the grace points that's but. the go- that's the golden path uh-huh. so if you follow those it'll progress you through the main story yep um however uh if you don't then cool uh you can summon spirits in this game oh yeah the summoning school uh did you did you already get your spirits uh i've got like five or can six you, different can ones you, i can pick from you can summon them though uh-huh so the weird part about that is, depending on when you hit that touch of grace site, if it's daytime, you won't have the NPC there that gives you the ability to summon them. <clears throat> oh. Because that NPC only shows up at night. So it is possible for someone to hit that touch of grace site during the day and move on and never realize that if they go back at night, then that NPC will be there. <clears throat> and then now they can summon spirits because you can get spirits and just not have the ability to summon them. And the game doesn't tell you how to do it. It doesn't say, like, go back here and talk to this person. It's just like, cool, you have the spirit figured out. Yeah, what Nick is talking about is there's these uh, basically enemies that you can summon that will fight with you. So they're they're usually enemies that you've come across in the world, but when you get their their spirit, you can summon them and they fight with you to help you in boss fights and stuff. And what's cool is 
you can only use them at specific places as well. So the game really balanced out when you can use them. You can't just spam it and throw it out whenever and have like your constant buddies running around with you. Like it's very specific times. And right. if they die, if they die, like <clears throat> they're dead for that fight. Like you can't resummon them again. There is no respawn timer on them. That's it. You can summon. Yeah. So the more spirits you have, the better because you can summon more throughout the fight. Uh, but once they're dead, they're dead for that fight. You don't get them back until I think you have to go to a touch of grace <clears throat> to like revive them. And it's also co-op as well. Like we were talking, if I wanted to invite you into my game or you invite me into yours, you can co-op essentially the entire game just by constantly summoning your friend into the game, which is really cool. And there's also NPCs you can summon as well to make some of the fights uh, a little bit easier. You know, a little easier. Yep. So, I mean, it literally, ha- <clears throat> literally has everything and it can be as hard as you want it to be. Um, but yeah, the, the, what Nick was just talking about where you can absolutely miss out on items is 1000% true. Like if you just don't go and don't really take the time to explore, you could literally get to the, you know, parts of the game where you're like, I don't have that. (laughs) It's like, it's got the breath of the wild thing. The game doesn't stop you from running straight to the first big boss and, and fighting him. If you wanted to, you can run straight there and fight him. Right. And right. just bang your bang your head against the wall till you beat him. And and some people like that. Like, I mean, that's how every Dark Souls game has been. You can literally run straight to the first big boss and fight him. Yep. Uh, and if you're really good at the game and you're really good at the combat, you you might win. Uh, you know. But if you can't do that, it there's more opportunities in this game than there ever has been to try and level up your character to get through. Um, so remember last week we talked about like the whole accessibility debate, right? Mm-hmm. And remember how I said when Elden Ring comes out, there's going to be even bigger debate. Yep. So lo and behold, Elden Ring's out and I'm on Twitter and don't ever go to Twitter for anything unless you just want to laugh at how bad society is. <laughs> uh, or you want to talk to us about our podcast. You can do that too at the MHH podcast on Twitter. Nice segue. <laughs> uh, so I'm on Twitter and there was somebody on Twitter talking about Elden Ring, and it's like, played it for 30 minutes, uh, you know, died like three times. This game needs accessibility options, I'm out. Or the game is too hard, needs accessibility, I'm out. And I'm like, you played it for 30 minutes? And you died a couple times? And so you're saying it's too hard? And for this person, and I don't know this person personally, or if they actually have like some form of disability or whatever, but like, it, it kind of just sounded like they were complaining it was too hard. And they wanted it yeah. to be easy. And I'm all for it. If a developer, as per last week, like the seafood developer put in an easy mode, right? If they want to go back in and put in an easy mode, I got it. Cool. That's on them. They're allowed to do that. And that shouldn't hinder anybody's experience, right? It, if they go put an easy mode in Elden Ring, I'm going to log into Elden Ring, bump it down to easy and go ham. Right. Right. Uh, you know, if they don't do that then great i'm gonna log into Elden ring and i'm gonna die a bunch of times and be like i hate this game so much (laughs) and that's exactly but to play a game for 30 minutes and be like it's a trash game it needs accessibility you you didn't even give it a chance you played it for 30 minutes yep like 30 minutes less than half an hour and you're like it needs accessibility options it is a game and all of their games have been around learning from your death. You're supposed to die. You're supposed to learn from your mistakes, right? You get to that boss and he kills you or you get to that enemy and he kills you. You're like, oh, okay, so he does this attack. I need to dodge instead of block. Yep. And it, 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 that, it, is, it is built that way for you to learn. 
So to play it for 30 minutes and trash it is just freaking ridiculous. And there's accessibility. Granted, this game has no accessibility options. Like, no, they they put it out and they're like, this is Elden Ring and this is what it is. So, like, I understand if you have a disability, right? And, like, you physically can't play the game because maybe you're colorblind and it doesn't have a colorblind mode. Or, like, you have some other issue and, like, the controls are too hard for you or the controller support's not good enough. That makes sense. Like, complain about that. Like, yo, can you fix it so I can use this gamepad? But to complain about the difficulty when you like know that this developer for a fact is only known for making hard games exactly (laughs) they're not they've never not made a hard game all their games are hard Mm -hmm. right their first one uh i think it was dark souls when that first came out no demon souls demon souls yeah when that first came out i remember so many people around the industry and it didn't even review that well they're like it's just too hard this just doesn't make any sense the game's not fun to play it punishes it punishes me every every life like and then eventually once people figured out how to play it and they finally figured out like oh yeah i'm gonna die a bunch but i'm gonna slowly make progress then it gained its its momentum and they became like critically acclaimed but when it first released i remember it getting trashed right yeah i watched somebody play it and i was thinking to myself uh you know like I don't know, like, how is this fun? You know what I mean? Like, like, why is a game this hard, this fun? And, and admittedly, like, I think you do have to play one of their games for yourself um, but to decide if you like it. Because for me, it was Bloodborne that got me into that, <clears throat> that yeah. series, that, that type of game. And when I kind of went, when I kind of went ham on Bloodborne, I was like, man, okay, now I want to go back and play Dark Souls 2, which I did. Um, I played the remaster. It's like, and I'm definitely going to play Dark Souls 3. And I, and I just played all their games. Um, right. But yeah, you know, and, and honestly, we're at a point too, where y- it's not a new franchise. Like, like you said, it's like, you know, the developer, you know, the kind of I games. Mean, it is a new franchise. Elden Ring is new. I just meant like the what I meant was like this the Soulsborne as the as it's been called. Yeah. But yes, the, the Elden Ring is a new franchise, but the whole concept of like kill an enemy, get their quote unquote souls, use those souls it's to level to up. Level you up. Know? Yeah. And it's been it's been concept. ripped off by by so mm-hmm. many different companies. I mean, and that's fine because it's a cool formula, right? Kill an enemy, bank your souls, get to the save point, level up. You know, and if you don't, then you die and you have to go pick your stuff up. If you do what Josh did. Yeah. Yes. Um, but man, like there's just, people are just crapping on this game left and right. It needs accessibility. It's too hard. It's too, then don't play it. If yeah. it is too hard <clears throat> and the developer doesn't want to add an easy mode, right? If you're complaining about difficulty, so your accessibility option you want is easy mode and the developer doesn't want to add it, then don't play the game. If you don't want to play <laughs> right. the game on the difficulty that they gave you, right and they've told it tells you like you don't have to follow this path right and there's been multiple like previews and they and they just tell you like if it's too hard to go this way go the other way there might be some easier you know they want you to explore this this one's based around exploration how much did you explore in 30 minutes <laughs> exactly you explored the intro cutscene, the character creator and that first boss that you're supposed to die to they spent 25 minutes making their character <laughs> exactly like because yeah. at that point when i had died to that first boss that you're supposed to die to i had 33 minutes of playtime. yep right so for 30 minutes you literally were supposed to die to that boss and then you didn't push the game beyond that you just said okay well if that's how it's going to be i'm out 
And yep, you exactly. do the intro dungeon and it makes you feel a little bit better about life. And then you get into the open world and it makes you feel like crap again. <laughs> yeah, like there's an enemy like the fr- like as soon as you step out into the open world, <clears throat> one of the first things that you see is that gigantic uh straight up boss dude on the horse, the huge like, you know, pole like spear yeah. thing. And he's like the first thing you visibly see. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna wander over there. And then that and like you or said, not. the health bar pops up. Yeah, or not. Like just avoid him for a little bit. Like yeah, it's okay to do that. Um and, and I'm not against accessibility in any way. Like, <clears throat> should games be more it, accessible by more people sure but for me accessibility is like if you have a limiting factor you know color blindness maybe you can't use a controller you know uh, maybe it doesn't have enough sensitivity options for something that's comfortable for you to mm-hmm. use you know, like sure but in easy mode that's on the developer like let them put it mm-hmm. in i'm not mad sifu did it right like yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go play sifu <clears throat> on easy heck yeah why? Because I want to see the end of that game. And that game is hard. And if I don't put it on easy, I'm probably not going to see the end. Yeah, exactly. And just like um, just like music, you know, it's like <clears throat> the, when, when somebody makes an album, they have a vision of what they want that album to be. You know, like, like Avril wanted to write like a breakup album, like we talked about, you know, and, and kind of just do her thing with that. Like that was her vision. So it's like when same thing with games, like a developer, this is what they wanted to make, you know, and they want you to experience their art like how they made it you know so sometimes that does include accessibility you know and there's a t- there's definitely a need for that but other times they're just like this is what we wanted to put out and and it is what it is right yeah but it's really fun like <clears throat> it's extremely open world and i don't think i've ever played a game quite like it in the sense of like where I, there's just no limit to where you can go and what you can do and now that you can jump in the game as well which there's not a jump option in basically any of the previous, you know, Dark Souls type games. Uh, there's like a legit jump button in this game. And with that, it's a small thing, but like you can actually like kind of traverse mountains and, you know, get to different areas, which may, means the hidden collectibles can be in crazier places. And it's just, it's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think it's a great game. Um, I, I am a little dismayed by the fact that they, they let everybody who loves the Dark Souls or, or Demon Souls games review it because I think it got higher review scores than it would have if you took someone who isn't necessarily uh, super into those games and let them play it. It probably would have been closer to like an eight or a nine. Um, and that just, there's this whole new debate around like media reviews and can you really trust them because they've kind of fallen into like, hey, the guy that really likes Far Cry, we're going to have him review Far Cry 6. Right, and obviously, if he really likes Far Cry, then Far Cry Six is more of that. He's like, "Oh my God, the best Far Cry game ever!" Ten out of ten. Uh, not <laughs> that that happened, um, but that seems to be the debate around this because it got so many tens. Uh, you know, you look back at who's reviewing it, and these guys have been completely outspoken. You know, about like you know why you should play the Soul games, Souls games, and why they're so great, and they're dropping these tens on it, uh, and then it kind of feeds in the accessibility. Like nobody wants to miss out, right? So when a game's a 10 out of 10, even though you know it might not be accessible to you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to pay $60 for it. And then you just can't play it or it's not fun to you. And you're like, well, but why is it a 10? (laughs) You know? Right. I think we all have that. I mean, there's definitely some game franchises that I know are highly reviewed and I know people really, really like these franchises and, and I've tried them and I just, they're just not for me. Like I just can't get into them, you know, for whatever reason. Um, 
so yeah, it's just like everybody has those games, you know, where it's like, ah, oh, this is because keeps getting amazing reviews. I'm gonna try it. Right. You try it, and you're like, ah, uh, uh, no, not for me. Not for me. And and like, I really like Elden Ring. I think it's great. Uh, uh-huh. I do want to play a co-op with you at some point, um, so you can come in and help me beat some of the harder parts. Uh, for sure. You know, because and, and they made it co-op. Like you can literally just co-op. <clears throat> Find a buddy who's good at these games and have them come in and help you. Like, yeah, it, it's super cool. Like they they thought of everything. Like there's just such a fun element where you can leave messages to like help help your fellow you know people or completely troll them, which people do all the time in that game. Right. Um, but yet, yeah, like <clears> hey, secret really item, cool. jump off this cliff. And then yeah, psych, psych. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I really like it too. I mean, I, I'm 10 hours in and I've barely scratched the surface, I feel like, and I've already defeated so many bosses, like I've lost track. And, and like we talked about before we started recording, I haven't even got to the first main boss of the game yet. And I've already defeated like multiple bosses. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So great game. Uh, just understand it, it's really <clears throat> hard. It's not easy. Um, so if you if you buy it or you pick it up or whatever uh you're in for a challenge and just don't give up just keep trying to trudge through it yep and i mean honestly like man sorry my throat is all like scratchy right now um there's there's so much truth to that like the first group of enemies i ran across in the game i died quite a few times to just a random captain guy like the hardest enemy in the group with a huge like kind of tower shield that covers his whole body and i just could not figure out like how to get any damage on him and so um i kind of just played with it until i figured out the whole countering mechanic where you can hold your shield up and then as soon as his weapon hits your shield you can hit the attack button and you block it and like counter and do damage at the same time once i figured that out which again the game doesn't like outright say hey you should do this but once you kind of like, oh, let me try this and it works, you're like, oh, well, that's not so bad. So the next time you see that enemy, you know, of course, you're like, oh, I know what to do here. Yeah, I know how to beat this guy. Yeah, exactly. But the first few times I was like, are you kidding me? Like, bro, God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely frustrating at times. Uh, but it, I mean, that's just how they're built. So great game. Uh, should everybody play it? No. Everybody should not play it. You should play it if you know what you're getting into. Uh, or if you just really want something that's hard. Right. But very, very fun. Looking forward to diving into that more. And uh, yeah, just excited to talk more about it. Cause I feel like it's a game where, you know, stuff is going to be discovered in that game for a very, very long time. There's just, there's a lot of stuff. There is a ton. Uh-huh. Yep. Very, very cool though. Um, yeah, but those, that's it. You know, a couple of big music, a couple of huge music releases, a couple of gigantic games, um, big weekend gaming. And just we got more big games on the way too. It's it's just crazy. It's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I think next week is like Gran Turismo, Babylon's Fall. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Let me see here. Yep, Gran Turismo is the fourth. Babylon's Fall is the third. Triangle Strategy is the fourth, and that's a Switch game. Uh, then you got the big Assassin's Creed expansion. Oh, that's the week after. Yeah. So yeah, more games coming out next week. Sweet. Well, like like Nick mentioned a second ago, if you're on Twitter reading about uh, the games that you're playing and people hating on them, uh, hit us up at VMHH Podcast 
And uh, we have a Gmail email at that same uh, same handle. So it's the MHH podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to co-op Elden Ring with us, if you want to play Destiny with us, um, with the Mediocre Happy Hour clan, you're more than welcome. Send us an invite. And we'd love to we'd love to uh, you know hear from you. I'm going to check our email right now because I forgot to do that before the podcast. Wow. Because I'm, I'm great at this. I'm a professional. Don't I'm worry about professional. it. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. And we are living in a material world. Material. Material. Uh, no new emails this week. So, okay. nothing yet. Nobody wants yeah. to talk to us. That's fine. Nobody wants to talk to us. I'm going to go to listen to some Dashboard Confessional now. <laughs> Perfect segue. Let's go do it. Let's go cry together, man. The only thing better than crying by yourself is crying with a friend. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's the title of the podcast. I just summed up Elden Ring and Dashboard Confessional at the same time. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we love you. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.